Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Hello, Marketeers. Today I have on Candy Crossan from Stantec to talk about how to best work with graphic designers. Enjoy. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Today I have on Candy Crossan, who is a graphic designer with Stantec. She has worked on a broad range of design projects and brings creativity and experience to her teams. In her 30 plus years as a designer, five of those as a cartographic technician. She has worked on projects for various corporate environments, designing for both print and web platforms. Welcome, Candy. Thank you, thank you for having me. So my first question, how did you get started in this industry? What's your story? Well, my story, if I go back some, I've always been a part of graphics in some way. You know, when I was younger, coming home, I would get the Sunday paper and go to the cartoon section and redraw the handicap cartoons. So, you know, so I've always had this drawing that took place. And then when I was in elementary school, I would do my teacher's bulletin boards for her. And then I got to middle school and I took some art classes. But then when I got to high school, even though I was in a vocational school, my mother wanted me to take business courses. So I didn't take any art courses then, but then I went to college. I started taking art courses in college and then finished up drafting school. I ended up with a company called Greenhorn Amera. And with that group, they had a graphics department. And I ended up sitting in that department at some point after my cartographic technician session, the five years I did that. And then they had different softwares on there and I would then try to do things to help them out on my own time and I would help them out with different projects on my own time like lunchtime and then they really needed some help and then they actually had me do work so I gradually started doing more and more work with Adobe Illustrator and working with all this page maker and different things like that and eventually just started doing graphics more and more and then became a part of the graphics department. So fast forward to, you know, uh, Greenhorn and Mara being acquired by Stantec. Now I'm doing more and more graphic work. And for so for 30 something years, now 34 years, I've been with the company and working in graphic design, various things. So that's kind of my story. Awesome. Yeah, we're lucky to have you at Stantec. <laughs> Um, I like, I like being half. (laughs) (laughs) So what I wanted to bring you on to talk about is how marketing can best engage with graphic designers. So I'll start with the question, Mm -hmm. when is the ideal time to engage with graphic designers? I would say, particularly if you have a large pursuit to engage your graphic designer early even if they don't have all the answers, then they may be able to throw out some possibilities, help to navigate the process. And also, particularly with Stantec, because of our branding guidelines and different things like that, there are some things that we can, as a graphic designer, can add to the narrative as saying, 
you know, this will work well with our branding. Oh, we know this already exists, so we can probably repurpose this particular file that I know was done by another graphic designer or things like that. But the, the earlier a person, a graphic designer is brought into the process, the better. Also, you avoid running the risk of having your practitioners get married to a particular thought or idea for only for the graphic designer to come back and say, well, that's not doable, that's not possible. And then you kind of have to then begin to divorce them from this this idea they had become married to. And it becomes harder because it's like with anything, once you start falling in love with something and someone tell you you can't or you, you won't be able to do that, there's a tendency to have a certain feeling about something because now I really want this, but now I can't have it. So now what do I do? So in that process, the earlier the GD is brought into the pursuit, you know, and I've been on calls where I don't really say a whole lot. I may be there in case something happens or something is said that I need to clarify or that marketing specialist may say to the GD, okay, what are your thoughts on this? Is this doable in the time frame that we need to do it in? Because sometimes people have ideas and thoughts and maybe the time frame is restricted to what they're trying to achieve. So I would say the earlier, the better. Perfect. So when you're on those calls, what sorts of things are you listening for when you're trying to figure out the best way to graphically represent a concept? Usually I'm listening to one is, um, you know, what are, what are the restrictions that a particular RFP or request gives? Like, uh, are there page limitations? Are there font restrictions? You know, any of those kind of things like that. Then also looking at what is it that they're really trying to achieve with this? Is there any value added to the request that they're saying? So I'm, look, I'm listening for the various wants, the various needs to help, you know, help them navigate the process, right? So to say, we want a table to put in here. Okay, so, okay, the table. Is the table the best, you know, thing to use to actually convey that thought? Maybe something else is better, you know, because sometimes people can get stuck on the way they've always done something, how they always presented certain information, but maybe the graphic designer can come in and give it a new thought, you know, and say, well, maybe instead of a table, maybe we use this graphic that kind of displays this, you know. So those are things I listen for. Listen and see what their wants are. Are there any restrictions that's required based off of the RFP? Does it help? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In those conversations, how do you handle the comment, I don't like how this looks? So when we when I'm going through, and this is just me, uh, every graphic designer, every person is different because also you, you have to factor in personalities and character and a strength of someone's ability to facilitate those kind of conversations, right? So when someone says, I don't like this, this is awful, that's too broad, right? So you're saying, okay, what is it about it that you don't like so that we can kind of work through this process of making the changes because saying I don't like it doesn't really say much other than I just don't like it, which is then subjective. What is it about it that you don't like? Is it the color? Is it the structure? Is the hierarchy wrong? You know, so I've gotten those kind of comments back 
And with that, asking those clarifying questions, what is it that you don't like? Or even if I have a marketing specialist that says, I'm just not, I'm not liking how this is laying out. What is it about that that's kind of throwing you off? So I can just then speak to that. So if it's, you don't like it, it's just because of the colors, or oh, we could change colors. Are you just not satisfied with the flow? Okay, then that's something I can work with. But to just give a generalization of saying, I don't like it, I think it's awful doesn't really say much. So as a graphic designer, it's my job to then help them get to a place where I know what they're looking for. Because remember, we're working on the time constraints and trying to get things done by a deadline. So we want to be, you know, be diligent and working without time for me and for them. Because as a graphic designer, many times we're working and juggling multiple projects, as well as some of the marketing specialists. So my job is to make sure that we are going through this process and going through it well and helping them to understand what it is that they're hoping for. What are you trying to understand before you go in and make a graphic or lay out from scratch? So presumably the I don't like it question or the mm-hmm. I don't like it comment is when you've already created something or something's already there. Mm-hmm. But in the case of you know starting from scratch, like what are you trying to understand about the graphic that your team is asking you to create? Sometimes I may ask a question too when I'm creating it. What is it you're hoping that your audience gained from this? Because what we want to make sure is that we're just not creating eye candy. Because sometimes a practitioner or even a marketing specialist can see something that was done by either our competitor or something they've seen on, you know, when they Google something. One, we have to make sure it works within our branding, you know, not just, and branding is just not colors and fonts. It's just the look, it's the visualization of who we are as a company. So we want to make sure we maintain that kind of stuff. Then also, what is the value added? And so those are things I, I look for when starting something from, from scratch. So looking at how does it speak to the particular item on an RFP or how to speak to that particular section that is going to go in? Is there a value added? Are we making it more complicated, you know, by a certain graphic? So the graphic has to make sense. It has to, when you have that in front of your client, you want to make sure that it makes sense with the reading, that they don't have to, they don't need a manual to try to figure out what it is you're trying to say in the graphic. So when I'm starting something from scratch, I do want to make sure that I understand what it is they're hoping to get out of it. What are they hoping to convey with that particular graphic? what are they hoping their audience sees or understands based off of that? That then gives me kind of a direction to go in as far as creating whatever is needed, whether it's an infographic. And that's a whole nother story because then people say, I want an infographic, but they usually generalize generalize the term infographic, but it doesn't always mean exactly what they want. But just in general, when creating a graphic from scratch, I'm asking certain questions so that I can better understand what is the end goal? What are we trying to do with the graphic? And to make sure it's worth the effort and time, you know, that return on investment kind of thing. Can it be used again? You know, so I think about that as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to circle back on a concept that you briefly touched on earlier, which is brand guidelines. Mm-hmm. What do you see as the value of having brand guidelines? Consistency. You know, there's a consistency throughout the various pieces of the things that we do. You know, I I think of it in a sense of just because, you know, XYZ company 
does things a certain way, does it make it look like we want to make sure that we look the same, that there's some level of consistency in who we are, where someone sees something that is done by Stantec and they can say, oh, this is a Stantec product, even though it may look slightly different. There's this branding, there's this, the shape, this form that represents, you know, who we are. When you look at the Nike swoosh or you look at certain things about it, even I look at McDonald's and they can change their emblem a certain kind of way, right away, you know who they are. And that's where our branding comes in, whether it's a visual branding of how our photography is done or the, the certain fonts that we use within our marketing pieces, um, the colors that we use, the structure and layout that we have, there's something consistent about who we are. So when someone picks it up and they have accompanying pieces, they don't look so mitchy-matchy that it doesn't look like they belong together. And so the goal is a consistency across not just the visual of colors and photography and fonts, but also even in our writing, our visual uh, voice. You know, when people see and hear and read something, kind of get an idea, oh, that sounds like the stuff that Santec does. So, and again, it also sets us apart from looking like everybody else. Um, I know there are some companies that don't require branding. These is like, just use our colors and that's it. And then you run the risk of it looking like the child off to the left that doesn't belong to the family. So that's where I see the, that uh, branded consistency. And it kind of keeps everybody in within a framework, right? So you work within that framework of everybody kind of belonging. I think of it as sometimes if you look at the shape of a gingerbread and that's the company, within that gingerbread, you can create different things on top of it. But the framework of the gingerbread doesn't change even as you're doing different elements on top of it, if that makes sense. That's probably one of my favorite analogies yet. <laughs> <laughs> the gingerbread. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't change. We're still the gingerbread or it's like we're still the chicken, whether or not we serve it barbecued or, or baked or with honey right. on it or teriyaki. You know, the, the goal is, is that there is some level of consistency throughout our documents. And when it when they're laid out, even if they don't see the logo, you know, could they tell that Stantec, you right. know, right away? You know, children can't read, but they know that McDonald's as soon as they see it. Right. Yep. <laughs> so my last question for you. Sure. What do you wish marketing specialists or whatever you want to call them, marketing coordinators, knew about graphic designers? That we're part of the team. We're here to help, not to take over. At least that's for me. You know, I want them to know that we're kind of an extension of their process, right? While they're creating and coming up with scenarios, a lot of times the marketing specialists or coordinators or those type personnel are looking to gather the content. They're looking to get the content and they're talking with their practitioners, trying to gather all this information to put into the document and lay out though they may have an understanding of it, may not always grasp it as well with the layout. Not everybody has that right brain kind of, you know, design elements in their head. So when it comes to trying to lay certain things out and process it, because the time constraints or trying to reach or get information in there may not always be looking at 
the same thing a graphic designer will look at. I'm looking at whether or not, and this is just me, and maybe not all GDs are the same, where I'm looking at, you know, what's the consistency and how it's flowing, the spacing of, of the fonts, uh, the text, the body text, using styles to create a consistency. Do we have widows and orphans in the document? Are there, <laughs> are there hyphens where there should be M dashes or are there uh, spaces where there shouldn't be spaces, double spaces at the period? Those are the kind of things I look for that maybe the marketing special coordinator is not because they're really consumed with trying to get the content in there. And particularly if you have a document that has uh, page restrictions or font restrictions like 12 point times the Roman, I don't know why people still do that. But when you sometimes when you're focused on those type of requirements, the focal of actually making it look good doesn't always work or may not have an understanding of how to make it work better. So there are times where marketing specialists do come to me and say, hey, we have this page restriction with this 12 point font. Is there a way we can make this look better? It's all jammed in there. You know, maybe it's like changing how the story reads so you can take out some words, you know, but still not lose the factual parts of the technical part of the information. So I would say that a GD is an extension of the process. You know, again, like we talked earlier, include them early so that they can, we can work together to get to the end. We're all on the same team in the end. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because a lot of the time we're getting kickback from our professional staff of like, mm -hmm. yeah, they could do a proposal, they can, they are capable, mm -hmm. they can do a proposal in Word, mm -hmm. we can do it better. And yeah. then marketing people, yeah, we can do graphic design, but a graphic designer can do it better. Right. You know, it's that sort of thing. So I really like that you point that out, that you guys yeah. are part of the team. It's not like some, it's not a QA, QC thing where you, you get brought in at the end. Right. And, and I will also even circle back to say that another reason for having the GD on the call is sometimes you can have a certain level of a certain relationship with your practitioners that sometimes they don't always hear you. It's like a parent and a child. Right. The parent can tell that child the same thing over and over again. And then also that the neighbor comes over and says the same thing. And it's like, oh, that's a cool idea, you know? Right. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like hearing a different voice that it's not as familiar as the voice you've always been hearing mm -hmm. to help move along the project. So again, back to that teamwork, you know, it's just an extension of the process. So that practitioner now hears something that you've been saying, but maybe they, because they heard it in a different voice, it is resonating with them differently than it had been before, because maybe it, they drowned it out at, at some point, but now this new voice comes in with the same thing and now they hear it. So that's another reason that a GD could be a value added to the process. Yeah, most definitely. So. All right, well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me, Candy. I really enjoyed this conversation. No problem. I hope I gave some good information or helped. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. And I think it's just different. Every every graphic designer, every marketing person, you know, again, personalities and people are just different in how they respond and work with things. So, you know, 
just realizing that we are a value added to the process. All right, Marketeers, that's a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Candy, and I hope it's given you some ideas on how you can best work with your graphic designers. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every Wednesday. Chat soon.